0: I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you.
1: Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, your public information officer.
2: I'm Officer A.J. Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County.
1: And we're here to talk about dispatch. Uh, we've had uh, our dispatch supervisor on before um, for, or I'm sorry, I said your title wrong. It's much more important. I mean, she's like the main supervisor, not supervisor,
0: coordinator. What is it? Dispatch? Emergency communications 911 manager. Emergency. Let's see, that title is so long.
1: The, she is the supervisor to the supervisors in dispatch, basically. Um, <laughs> that is correct. And we also have okay. a dispatch. Super, you are a supervisor, right?
3: Yes, the less superior. Okay. <laughs> the,
1: the, so, she, so Susie the is your... <laughs> the one that reports to her. The one that reports to her. Perfect. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, talk about just how long you've been here at the department.
3: I'm Tyler Dusky. I've uh, been here for five years in the... Currently, the dispatch training coordinator, and I handle a lot of the training uh, documents, data, information, and due processing that make sure that we're staying in compliance and constantly uh, continue our education.
0: Very good. And Susie, I'm Susie Murray, and I'm the emergency communications and nine one one manager. I have been here just a year now. That's right. That right you hit your year you mark.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: very good well congratulations
1: thank you and uh we're here yeah like i said to talk about dispatch which we have before but uh, we've got a lot more exciting stuff to talk about regarding dispatch because since we've last spoken to you um so talk a little bit about we are hiring we are 11 positions right 11 and full-time full-time perfect and so uh, since, uh, since we've spoke, that pay
0: raise has kind of gone up, right,
1: for those dispatchers? Yes.
0: So talk about that. So in November, the city raised the minimum pay for dispatch if you have at least one year of customer service experience. And so it went from sixteen thirty one to $20 an hour. That's awesome.
1: Yes. I'm sure even the, dis- the current dispatchers we had were very grateful for that
0: one. Yes,
3: did you say 20 or 30?
0: 20. Okay. Two, zero.
3: My brain heard 30 and I'm like, hold up. I don't want to get so, their hopes up. <laughs> he says,
1: I, like, I want that pay. <laughs> <"Wait> <laughs> <a minute."> <laughs> 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 yes, $20 an hour, $20 an hour, which is still a from 16 to 20. I mean, yes, that's great. Increase. That's great. And and that's something that I'm sure is very appreciative by, like I said, all those dispatchers that Absolutely. are currently there, especially for the work that they've been putting in.
0: Yes, it has been nonstop. Um because of the shortage and having 11 positions open, there's so much overtime that our staff is having to work just to keep up with the constant day-to-day operations. I mean, we're responsible for the bulk of the county yeah. when it comes to emergency communications and 911. So it's been a lot.
2: Uh, that's 24 hours a day. Someone or multiple people have to be there. And sometimes you guys are running like, I've gone up there, and like today, I was up there. Brought the police, junior police academy, and I was like, "There's like four people in here, and it's during the day." Yes, like they're they're hurting bad. It looks like so,
1: mm-hmm. which is why we need you guys who are listening to apply. Yes, and talk about some of the qualifications that maybe someone should have or be be ready to kind of show if they uh, are applying for the job or want to.
0: So, someone who has some customer service experience would. With- would be great because you get to come in at the $20 an hour. If you don't have a year's worth of customer service experience, you will come in at $18 an hour. But so in addition to the increase in pay by having the experience, um, it can kind of prepare you for dealing with people because essentially that is what what we're doing doing all day. Whether it's on the phone or on the radio with officers, we're dealing with people. So having that kind of... Um, background could help um, patients mm. um, because there's a training process and it's lengthy so you won't come in on day one and by day 30 you're trained to do the job fully so there's there's a lengthy training process um, we're dealing with people who are in emergencies so patients understanding Patience, did I say that one already? <laughs> I th- maybe, maybe. Say it one more time. Patience. Perfect. Patience. <laughs> That's only
3: so preferred.
1: Mm, got it, got it. That must be Patience why I'm is not a, a 911. And
2: disclosure. it's important for, for your guys too, I guess, huh?
0: Yes. Because I bet you never
2: have officers call and ask you stupid questions. No, like, never. Like there's not this random dude in the office that decides to work the streets and then calls like 30 times the one time he's on a shift and recognizes the voice every time.
3: I never never happens once yeah. twice a week
2: nobody in this room would do that
1: <laughs> never is that you
2: i may have called and spoken to tyler like 14 times the other day when i staffed
1: <laughs> oof come on man
2: <laughs> you may have hopefully you didn't recognize the voice but i definitely recognized yours. <laughs> oh no, I recognize
1: yours <laughs> he's like i knew it was you i knew it was yeah. you. oh my goodness well uh, well and so uh, lengthy training process mm-hmm. and tyler you said you help with that training uh when people come in, are they kind of shocked at how the training process really is? I mean, we're not really just answering phones.
3: Yeah, that's um, actually been kind of a uh, interesting thing to encounter. Is that there's a, a lot of people that come in, and you know, their perception is based off what they see on TV. Unless they're you know experienced in dispatching field or law enforcement field, then they kind of know what it is. But uh, if you don't have that benefit of having that experience, then all you're subjected to is what you see. TV movies and I hate to break it to you but it's a little off just a smidge just a smidge and you can't see it but my, my fingers are really far apart right now <laughs> um, but the process um, is super important um, getting in training on call taking is uh, basically the foundation of everything that you're gonna learn throughout your entire career here as a dispatcher and Uh, learning how to talk to people effectively, not just at people, but you have to learn how to uh, take a situation that is out of control and in a matter of a minute or two, bring it down to a level to where you can actually get information from your caller that's hysterical. Um, This is the worst day of their life. Being able to do that takes a lot of skill and We've been fortunate enough to have a staff that's capable of training from someone that's got zero experience, and in a matter of four to five, six weeks, sometimes they're able to do that, and that's pretty impressive in my opinion. Uh, I don't uh, really realize it until it's at the end that you have a fully operational person right. that's able to help save lives in a matter of just a few weeks. Yeah,
0: and that four to f- four to six weeks is just for one component of what they're training on one workstation so it's not even all of the areas of dispatch but we're looking at four to six weeks just for one single function that you will be able to work
1: right so that was kind of my next question is how many different stations or or functions are are, uh, dispatchers needing to learn when they come on five five
0: Five. okay
2: what's the lengthiest component of that
0: I would say that would vary depending on the the person okay their skill set and previous in their knowledge um, because if you have someone that's familiar with um, let's just say the sheriff's office radio so anyone who works that radio there's multiple things that they have to learn in order to effectively work that that station um, so if, When they clear that station, they can effectively work it. It makes them a good candidate to work, say, Channel C for Waco because a lot of what they have to do for the sheriff's office translates well over to this other channel. So if you're talking about people who are already in-house, depending on what they've already trained on and are good at, it makes them a good candidate for for other ones.
3: Yeah, it does help once you start uh, getting through the process. The more stations you clear the easier the next one becomes. Right. So being able to do channel A, which is our primary Waco channel that our officers get calls for service on and check out on traffic stops, that's where all that's happening at. Once you get that done, it can make learning the backup channel for Waco that much easier. Sure. It just goes hand in hand, really helps out.
1: The Waco Police Department Crime-Free Housing Program is designed to build a partnership between police and owners or managers of rental properties to keep drugs and other illegal activity off property.
2: This program calls on management to make steps toward providing a clean and safe living environment for the citizens of Waco by asking them to spend a little time and a little money to benefit their residents. This will also benefit the property managers as well.
1: For more information on the Crime-Free Housing Program, visit the Waco Police Department website at wacopolice.com. How uh, interesting is it to maybe see, because you probably forgot your initial shock factor coming in, or maybe you haven't, but how interesting is it to see every time that new person comes in, they're like, this is what it's like?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely humbling to be able to see that again. Because um, living the day-to-day, you just kind of forget, uh, after doing it for so long, you know, this, this was shocking at one point. Um, it's uh, easy or now, but back then it was, I don't know if I'm able to do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. You know, those questions of doubt flow through your mind, but having a supportive leadership, a supportive uh, peer system, and being able to reach out and uh, ask those for help that are capable, that have been through that, makes it that much easier. And so it's um, a real honor to actually be in that position now, uh, especially in a form of leadership to where I can actually reach out and help those uh, go through those problems and be able to kind of get things off their chest and overall make them a better person, dispatcher.
1: Right, right. How important is it, Susie, to make sure that, you know, everyone on that dispatch team is okay, basically. I mean, there's a lot that you guys have to deal with, are listening to, are trying to help someone. And then not only that, but just the hours alone, you're working long, it's not a normal eight hour shift. Um, We don't get an hour lunch break. So how important is it to make sure that your team is just simply doing okay?
0: I mean, that's one of the most important aspects of my job um, as the leader um, of that unit is making sure that they're okay. Um, that's why you'll catch me sometimes in there working and helping take calls, just trying to take off some of the pressure. Um, I can't relieve it all, but just doing my part to help however that I can um, in in that respect. Um, mental health is very important. And so we are constantly dealing with people that are at their worst. And so in order for them to get the help that they need, the people behind the scenes helping them have to get help too. And so, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? How was that call? Do you need a break? And us doing what we can, not just be, um, the supervisors that are in dispatch and them doing it for each other, um, those teams, they work well together. And a lot of times they can sense amongst each other when something's not right or if someone needs an extra break, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And they're that support for each other. So they they take care of each other well, um, and we all do our part and what we can to keep things light when we can. And um, whether it's having lunch together, uh, we really don't get a lunch, but it could be that someone volunteers to order pizza for everyone uh, a shift gets together and do a potluck mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, just those small little things to just kind of bridge. Right, right.
1: I was going to say that, uh, you know, the the only other employee that I can think of that closely relates to a dispatch as far as time and effort that goes into the job would be kind of like a patrol officer. They work just as long hours. They don't get a lunch break themselves and they're dealing with, you know, those calls in person where you guys are dealing with the calls over the phone. Um, but I got to say, I think dispatch with those potlucks, I'll come up there every <laughs> once in a while, and I'm like, mm, I didn't bring a meat, I didn't bring anything. I'm just going to smell and leaf, okay?
3: <laughs> we are having a little something tomorrow in e- evening shift.
1: Okay, I will make sure to bring something so I can partake. What hey. sides do you need? <laughs> <laughs>
3: we have chips covered, so anything else that you can think of. Okay. Bring marshmallows.
1: Marshmallows. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I want to touch on
3: with Susie said, um, we really do have a, not only a team dynamic, but we do have a rule. It's kind of like a family. Uh, As you said earlier, you know, we don't work no hours. We work uh, sometimes 12, 10 hours, 14 hours, 16, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for it to happen, Uh, but being together so long, you've a, a bond with each other and be, become family. And so you're able to see those signs that someone's not okay and be able to reach out to them when needed and uh, just make sure that they're okay.
1: Right. Right. And someone listening. And, oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say something else I've noticed. I don't know if you guys have always done this and I just haven't paid attention to the last year or until the last year, but it seems like you guys are very good about like morale. Like there's stuff decorated down the hall Every month, like whatever the season or occasion or whatever like obscure holiday there might possibly <laughs> be. Or um, thank
0: you, Rebecca and David. <laughs> yes,
2: they do an amazing job. Uh, I will say that today I got really dizzy walking <laughs> quickly because everything was shiny and colorful, and that was just a lot for my brain to process. But like, it's so cool that you guys have that to kind of like, okay, we're on the ninth floor, we're going to work, it's gonna be awesome. Like, it may suck, but it's gonna be awesome. Um, so I I feel like that family component, you guys looking out for each other, doing the potlucks, the decorations, all these little morale boosts. Just like, I mean, it helps me, and I don't even work on that floor, so <laughs> it's cool. Well, and I have to, to say, to so to so see.
1: all those all those sparkly funness that you were talking about, that's lining the halls up there on the ninth floor, is from nine one one telecommunicators appreciation week. I believe that's when they decorated that whole thing because it's it's all different. Cool. You haven't been up there, yeah. Today. It's
0: changed, <gasps> it's different,
2: to, yeah. <gasps> That's why I'm saying, like, so the gold was there for that, correct? Okay, don't yes. spoil the surprise. Okay. I'm going to so go up there soon. Just don't walk fast because you will get dizzy.
3: Like, <laughs> uh, I'm serious.
2: I,
1: <laughs> I can't wait.
3: I'm colorblind, and it it threw me for a trip.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Well, what yeah. I was going to say to all that, connecting my my <laughs> reasoning, <laughs> was uh, we, had, we had posted on Facebook, um, you know, highlighting the different dispatchers up there. And I've got to say – it's always a hit or miss from the community, right? Whether or not. Here's what I'm going to post and maybe it might get a lot of reactions and maybe not get it too much. I was so impressed with with how many likes and comments and shares those posts got highlighting our dispatchers. I thought it was awesome just to see how appreciative the community was because you guys as dispatchers don't get a whole lot of thank yous and appreciation because you don't see we don't we don't see you. You know, right. we we hear you and and uh, Someone who's having their worst day might not remember to thank you on the phone be- before they hang up, and before the officer gets there. But I'm, I'm, it's something that was really nice to see from the community. I'm sure you guys appreciated that as well, to see that on Facebook.
0: Absolutely. Those little thank yous, and those comments, and those likes, they, they do. They go a long way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Talk about um, people who might want to apply, the hours that they're going to work. Cause, and... We don't want to scare them either, but it is mandatory <laughs> overtime. It's not. It's not a. It's not a thing where you know you're not going to get paid for that. You will.
0: Yes, you will get paid. <laughs> <You> will. <laughs> there are certain laws that require that. <laughs> <laughs> but just to clear that up, in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> yes, you you will be paid. Um, we have three shifts. Um, morning shift, which is the six thirty a.m. to two thirty p.m. 2.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. is the evening shift. And then there's nights for midnights. And then, um, that's the 10.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. So 24-7, 365 weekends, holidays, mm-hmm. you name it, we're here.
1: Right, right. And that's important for people to know, too, because I think sometimes they forget when they apply for a job like that that they're not necessarily going to be home for those holidays. Right, right.
0: If you look up and that holiday falls on your off day, then you have that holiday off. Otherwise,
3: it's Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> One of those potlucks.
1: Right. I mean it's yeah. ju- it just
0: I mean it, it just shows yeah. that someone always needs our help. It it does. Our our dispatchers, you know, they they're missing their family functions, they're missing um, birthdays and Christmas and Thanksgiving, they're, they're missing out on a lot of that. And because of staffing right now, um, the ability to take off for extended periods is, is not there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need the community or the people who are interested in doing this job to apply and be able to get through our lengthy process in order to get trained up to perform the duties that are needed mm-hmm. for this job. So that we can eventually get back to having extended people having extended time off um and all of that because it's it's needed. Right,
1: right. I know like we you know, we've been talking about this and and how that you guys have been struggling up there, but it's not gonna be a struggle if people apply. So it wouldn't be like that for for you guys that apply, obviously.
2: You and your friends apply and then you guys can both work together, have a potluck together, and I will bring marshmallows marshmallows thank you <laughs> <laughs> i'll put that in my phone so i don't forget now and and, uh, and then it helps everybody like right helps the around. officers
1: the community you guys that it's just overall you're going to be helping so many how old do you have to be to be a dispatcher 18 18 okay so there you go what a high school
0: diploma or an equivalent
1: Okay, very good. So that's even better if maybe you do have a interest in maybe being in law enforcement, being an yeah. officer later in life.
2: Yeah, because you can't be an officer until you're 21. Exactly. Yeah, right. So start so that now. Experience.
1: Listen, listen, 18-year-olds, mm-hmm. it's so important to start that retirement early. Yes.
2: It's the city, whatever it is, retirement. Like, that's the same thing citywide. The yes. mm-hmm. TMRs. Yeah, TMRs. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So... That's, yeah. a, we that that's one. a pretty good retirement. <laughs> Do what? We watch those numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you said five years for you, right? Yep. So years. this is five years for me, so I'm about to watch my numbers. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're about there to be you nice. I have <laughs> uh,
0: 16. <laughs> oh. Ah, see.
2: Show off. So your magic's already happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darn it. I cannot say anything. That's I am still under a year. I am still under a year.
2: Although, I think I just came up with the perfect solution to help let all the dispatchers have some time off. I've never watched The Purge. Oh, God! So I'm sorry. Well, if.
1: But absolutely here, not. Hear me out. I, that absolutely face you're giving not. me right now. You said you've never like, watched The Purge. You should not finish your sentence. Yeah. So, be very, but very I think terrible. I understand
2: the principle of the movie, the opposite of it, Oh, where everybody goes and, like, plants a tree or does something good to help... Gives you guys a day off, gives us a day off.
3: Nice save.
1: Okay, yeah. I like that. See?
2: Okay. yeah, that w- that I had <laughs> you in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you had, you but if really you'd do. let me finish. Me in the
1: first half, not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so a day where everyone must plant a tree.
2: But I like taken that. more seriously than Arbor Day. Oh.
1: Okay. Yeah. Darn it, we already have a day where we plant trees. Start working so on that, <laughs> <laughs> AJ. Okay. We'll work on it.
2: That'll be the next initiative for community outreach. I like oh, it. look at you. I like yeah. it.
1: I like it. Well, uh, Tyler, what would you say to <laughs> someone? How would you convince them to uh, apply to be a dispatcher?
3: So uh, if you are a person that enjoys helping people, um, then this is a good place to do it. If you're a person that wants to become a law enforcement officer, whether that be local uh, police department, the Waco Police Department, federal, state, whatever it may be, whatever level. Dispatch experience goes a long way, and our department is a real good shining example of what can happen if you apply yourself in dispatch, through patrol, through the ranks. Uh, We've got rookies of the year that came from dispatch. We have uh, people on SWAT that came from dispatch, people that are reaching out on their off time to the community that came from dispatch, commanders, sergeants, detectives, you name it, we've got it. And it's just going to grow from there. And it's, I'm not going to brag, but I mean, there's a common denominator there and it's dispatch. So the key to success, dispatch. Okay. You said it. And
2: if you don't want to talk about it, she can totally cut this out. But knowing your background and where you are now, is, is that something that you want to talk about and kind of like say why, like how you got started and where you are now in relation to where you, your end goal was?
3: Yeah. I don't want to talk about that at all. So um, I, some people are probably going to give me a stink eye for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I originally wanted to be a firefighter. Oh, yeah. I,
0: you how looked
1: you, her. I'm cutting this out. Yeah, we're going to <laughs> cut that one out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is a police podcast. Let me remind you. Yeah. <laughs> Take two.
3: My apologies. Okay.
1: <laughs> so you wanted to be a firefighter.
2: So I always wanted to
3: be a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I initially wanted to be a firefighter. I grew up in a firefighting household. And so first responding was just a thing. It, you know, mm-hmm. middle of the night, jump out of bed and uh, just take off to the fire station. I thought that was second responding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom. Rested.
2: <laughs> Over the fire that we're waiting on fire to come put out.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scene is secure. <laughs> uh, but um, eventually, uh, shortly after I graduated high school, I realized that I, um, I, I didn't want to firefight anymore. And at the time, I had just recently got married or engaged actually at a, in high school, and we just graduated and I was talking to my wife one day, or now wife then fiance. And I told her, I never told anybody else this, that when I was in second grade, I wanted to be a police officer but I didn't think I could be one because I saw police officers as heroes and I didn't think I could be a hero. And she kind of turned my mindset around on that. And she's like, you can definitely be a hero if you put your mind to it and you feel led to do that. And I, from that point, was like, all right, that's what we'll do. It's that simple. And so from there, I uh, took the initiative. I applied here and only here. Like, I wanted to be here. Um, I had initially sent out emails to um, Chief Stroman at the time. And uh, I was like, do you have any um, cadet positions? <laughs> I was like, I had missed the, uh, the, the memo that there was no longer cadet programs. <laughs> and so he's like, no, but we have uh, f- civilian positions, animal control, and dispatch. I was like, dispatch sounds like fun. That would be a good foot in the door. And so I initially started at 18 years old and uh, had the plans and uh, stuck to my guns all the way to 21. And then um, I applied. I needed some more life experience. Uh, As you can imagine, a young 21-year-old doesn't have much. (laughs) So uh, I knew how to deal with people over the phone, but I'd never dealt with them face-to-face. So I went into sales, and uh, I eventually came back uh, to follow my passion I saw the police cars running around and I missed being nosy and (laughs) figuring out what's going on. Uh, so I came back and, uh, a year later after I came back, I became a supervisor and then the training coordinator and I'm really happy where I am right now. Um, I intend on making a career out of this. Yeah. Um, there may be some point down the road, uh, if you're familiar with the show, The Rookie, that may be me one day. Who knows? <laughs> Never know. <laughs> hitting Never the, know. Hitting it at the buzzer <laughs> at the age requirement. But, um, yeah, I really love what I do, um, and I just look forward to growing in this aspect of my career. Nice.
1: That's awesome. And, so first of all, complete chills. I got chills when you were like, <laughs> I want born to be a hero. And I have to say that dispatchers, total heroes. Absolutely. They can de-escalate situations way before the officers get there and help people in so many ways that they might not even realize because, like you said, they're right over the phone. So they may sound a bit more calm, but the way they feel inside is completely different. So I would say, Tyler, you're a hero. Well, Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Which is why it baffled me that it wasn't until, like, two years ago or was it even two years ago that dispatchers got labeled as first responders officially?
3: It was uh, 2019.
2: Okay, so it's so been more than September 1st, two 2019. Years. Yeah. But still, like, I would say you guys are more first responders than any of the other first responders because they got to call you before we can even know that there's an issue. So. I would say that
0: you're correct. Yeah.
3: <laughs> My wife so. calls us the zero responders, and I kind of look at uh-huh. her. I'm like, is that an insult or... <laughs> Is this a compliment? What are we doing here?
1: I can't <laughs> tell if it. <laughs> you're like zero. <laughs> I like. Zero it. hero. hero. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. You yeah. connect Hercules to. i kind
2: of zero, zero to hero by the end of the phone call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They're always heroes to me. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Thanks, I feel like you're that's a
2: mean. term of endearment, though. If his wife said it, it was lovingly said.
1: That's very true. Like, right.
3: right. I mean, yeah, she didn't say it like. It's okay. What At a least is zero. I
2: don't think so. Oh, Tyler's a zero. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> probably not said like that, right? Yeah, no, she didn't yeah. say it like that.
1: <laughs>
3: she said it with sincerity.
1: That's yeah. right. Well if well, you're listening. <laughs> context. <laughs> now, uh, if you want to apply, super easy. Mm-hmm. You can go to City Awake website. Yes. And really easy button. Mm-hmm. Jobs, work for us. And uh, in that search bar, you just search 911 and it'll pop up right away. 911 telecommunicator is what the actual job title technically is.
2: Our ride along program is a great opportunity to get to know what it's like to be an officer for a day. By simply filling out an application, you can ride in a patrol car with an officer on duty to see what it's like to serve and protect your community. You cannot, however, ride if you have an active warrant.
1: The ride-along program is monitored based on COVID-19 cases. Currently, cases have been low enough to reopen this program. And we request that you ride along for a minimum of two hours, and rides are not available on Thursdays. But for additional guidelines on submitting a ride-along request, you can visit the Waco Police Department and ask for a ride-along form. Yes. So,
0: guys, apply.
2: And this is something I guess I should ask before I keep telling people. Would you recommend this job to somebody going through school? Because every time I get someone that no, i got two different head it, motions here. I mean, if you're here online, you okay. Yeah, if you're
0: taking classes online, I, yes.
3: I can speak from experience. I've been full-time, working overtime. I've done both online, hybrid, and uh, in class. It is doable uh, as long as you do not expect to have a life uh, okay. outside of those two things. Fair enough. And it's very doable. Um, but you will develop gray hairs, uh, <laughs> some, some frown lines mm. and, uh, a slight mild addiction to caffeine. Mm. Okay. I say slight and mild very sarcastically. Mm.
2: Okay. My cousin was a dispatcher. Yeah. She worked the night shift. I think the, the second shift for you guys is about what her hours were. She went to class during the day. So to me, like. Yes. That's not it that is that doable. that it's is not doable. Too early, but
3: but it's really dependent on the person and how capable they are of maintaining a schedule, sticking to that schedule. Sure. Mm-hmm. And okay. Yeah. I could see
1: I could yeah. see where it would be doable. I could see where it would be very tiring. Yeah. It's There's people yeah.
3: that I mean, I've seen someone put themselves at the police academy and work nights didn't really oh, work out. Man. I mean, yeah. they, they made it through, it's but tough, it was very, for very sure. hard It, of them. it is. Yeah. It's
0: a lot. And we have the unexpected, expected overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're coming in for your eight-hour shift, and you could be told that you have to, you're mandated to stay over four hours. Sure. Or you're having to come in early for mm-hmm. four hours. So um, it would be a challenge. So if you can do them online, that would be the best way to do that. Doing classes in person, at least in the beginning. Um, If it's later on where you've completed all of your training and now you're assigned to a shift, that's that will probably be more doable because now you're you're either day shift or your evening shift or your night shift. But while you're still training, you're going to move around. Okay. You're going to definitely move around. So. For a few months you could be working evening shift and then you could easily transfer to nights or day shift to have Mm -hmm. to finish out your training.
1: Right. I was gonna ask if they have to kind of go through each shift
0: basically, kind of like our patrol officers do where they work each shift as well. So yes, you will you will move around and we have that in the job description in the job posting. You will see that bright red at the top (laughs) where think it's bolted, too. It might be.
2: Well, you said you're colorblind, didn't you? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. It could be any color. and You would never know.
0: So you will see that there. I'm that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that one yeah, really you got you, are, didn't it? <laughs> you guys have been fun. You will see it there written out that, hey, you will have to work various shifts. You will not mm-hmm. pick your shift. So if you're coming in thinking that, hey, I'm going to be able to work day shift or I'm going to be able to work this, set shift.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have that that luxury. Right. No. It's a, uh, yeah, so. And we don't uh, want to get your hopes up.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ex- right.
3: Expectation up front yeah. is, you know, expect to be moved around um, to, to all the shifts. And if you luck out and happen to uh, end up on the shift at the time you need it, then that's just consider yourself lucky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, if you've got a passion to help mm-hmm. people, you got a passion for your community and just mm-hmm. an overall safe city i mean this definitely could be a job for you so absolutely apply yeah. and one more thing because i do want to point it out dispatchers have to take a polygraph right
0: yes yes and a psychological
1: and a psychological okay very good psychological test i have not taken i've taken a polygraph and i can say it's not that bad y'all okay
3: just mm-hmm. don't lie just don't lie and you're fine. like
1: it, that's kind of what a polygraph, I mean, depending on what, you know,
0: you've done in the past, right? Yeah. Um, but you're not going <laughs> to be questioned about anything that you did not disclose in the, exactly, in the personal exactly. statement. Exactly, so. Yeah,
1: polygraphs are totally different than what people expect. It's really hard to explain, but as long as you don't lie and you disclose all that information in the beginning, you're going to be okay.
0: Yes. You
3: know all the questions that are going to be covered beforehand there's no surprise pop quiz or anything like that it's Mm. just here's what we're going to cover make sure you tell the truth and then when you get there make sure you tell the truth
1: you know the hardest part about my polygraph was the fact that he told me to lie on certain things oh
3: man that that was so hard yes (laughs) so
2: i was told i wasn't going to fail it if i did not lie when he wanted me to lie like (laughs)
3: yeah 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 i was like
2: all i'm here to do today is tell the truth sir well i need you to lie so i can get a baseline whoa Okay. Your and name is John Doe. No. no. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Mr. Smith, if you do not lie, the next time I ask you the baseline question, you will be removed from the hiring process. Your name is William Smith. Wait, is it?
1: <laughs> can
2: yes? I? Can I look at my birth certificate? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy.
1: Yeah. A it's, uh, but yeah, just wanted to say, because I know a lot of people do get afraid of that polygraph, and they are you know, nervous about it, but it's not that hard.
0: Right. And don't be intimidated by the personal history statement. Yes.
2: Just don't lie on it.
0: It's, just it's just a thick packet. It. It's yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of pages, mm-hmm. but it's only, it's your information. Right. And if you you're 18,
3: you really don't have that much of a history at all. So it's yeah. really easy to fill out. That's very yeah. true. Speaking from experience.
1: The amount of the uh, the, f- the whole, when I had to apply the five past jobs, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> let me go back. I don't even remember yeah because yeah. like what the
3: past 10 years
1: yes past 10 years how many like your jobs and I said I don't yeah. know do I write babysitter I don't know yeah.
2: <laughs> and then like where have you lived so I moved like every six months I like switched apartments lived with friends lived on this couch so that was extremely difficult for me I'm very jealous of you guys yeah so
1: if you do apply when you're 18 history. that packet <laughs> so easy so easy oh, yeah. but Yes, we are, we are hiring a yes. uh, City of Waco website. You can apply,
0: and we hope to hope to see you.
2: Is there a maximum age? We've talked about the minimum age, but like.
0: No, and if you check out our dispatches that we have, I mean, we have oh everyone. God. We have someone that's young as 18 working, and mm-hmm. we have someone whos who's been with the city for 35 years. And
3: we have that's a longer hard time that's life. been here for almost 40. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, there you go. So age, as long as you can age you can do the enough. job and you have so the, the speed and the accuracy to work the phones and work the computer. And we're not talking a literal phone. We don't have a, you're not picking up like a old handset <laughs> right. kind of thing. It's, everything is computer based. So if yeah. you can keep up. Yeah. I got to say, dispatchers
1: yeah. look really cool with the headset, and they're all, their phones, and they, like, click the button to talk. Y'all look really cool.
3: We have pedals, too, for the oh, radios. Really? Get that. Yeah, so we can just type, and our hands never have to go touch the oh. mic button. We just <gasps> click, and we can type as oh, we're talking. No, so right. Well, that's fancy.
2: I always thought that was some really fancy elbow on the table move or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let, letting all the <laughs> secrets out, man.
1: <laughs> no. You know, fortunately, they don't have to <laughs> learn that. It's not part of the training. <laughs> you just simply raise
3: your, the heel of your foot onto the desk. Oh my gosh! Yeah, get, get the heel up there.
1: Oof, <laughs> oof.
2: <laughs> oh, no, thank I you. Wish we had cameras still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my. Well, uh, well. If uh, if y'all don't have anything else to to add
0: or touch on before we wrap this up, come apply. Yeah, we're looking for good people, mm-hmm. people with integrity, people with um, good attitudes good work ethic, people who want to work and make a difference in their community. Very good, very good. Well, Susie,
1: Tyler, thank you both so
0: very much. We appreciate
1: you coming on here. Waco PD on the beat. On the beat. On the beat.
2: I like that. We need to get that on a button. Yeah. This summer.
1: (laughs) 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 I've always wanted to do that. That's perfect. I'm leaving that in there, by the way. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer.
0: And I'm
2: Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Have a
1: good one, Waco. Until next time.
0: Waco PD on the beat, the heartbeat serving you.